Welcome everyone. This is the Penciled In Podcast, the show where two working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys. Art, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Penciled In Podcast. Today we are talking with Matt DeHart. Welcome to the show, Matt. Matt is a collector and will talk to us about what motivates him to collect and how he approaches collecting. Hi there. Hi, nice to be here. Hi, Matt. So what I would like to start with, if we can go right back to the beginning and how you got into collecting you first got interested in collecting cards. Oh, I think it's uh, ingrained in my nature um, as, a, as, you know, Star Wars is the core of everything that I'm into since I was uh, six years old, 1977, was the first movie. Um, it was a family tradition and started young, started collecting, you know, the figures, the cards, um, got out of that as I got older, just got involved with life. And then uh, Star Wars Episode Seven came around and got right back into it again with the, with the kids and with the family and uh, started seeing some art from some really interesting, uh, fabulous artists. And so I started getting a little bit of, uh, you know, got kind of obsessed with Ray um, at that time. So I started picking up some Kylo and Ray art. Um, turned out some of those people were involved in the card community, and I, I had no idea what sketch cards even existed until 2020. And uh, so in 2020, I, I did my first commission for uh, Ray and, and Kylo card from episode nine. And here I am now, totally obsessed with cards, with the, the fabulous art you guys do. Um, it's amazing what you guys can do in a small, small canvas like that. Um, I right understand that you're almost up to 100 cards as well, 100 Dark Ray cards, was it? Uh, I'm at 87 Dark Ray cards in hand right now. I've got a few more on the way. I know you have a couple of mine sitting uh, around there somewhere. Um, it's not just Star Wars, though. I mean, I love all science fiction, horror, um, mostly 80s, 90s kind of things. And it's amazing what's out there and what you can find. Um, but it is an obsession to a degree. Uh, but I set aside a little bit of funds every month. And when I have the opportunity to get something really cool from you amazing artists, I, I just go for it. And, you, you know, I... Like the so, sky's the limit. You guys are so creative in what you do. Great that you can request things that don't even exist. Like you, you have your mashups with like I did you a a dark ray and hellraiser mashup, different bits and bobs like that. That you you just wouldn't see if you if you didn't commission it. No, and and I think a lot of people, you know, they they see the core things that you do, like you know, with the official tops cards, and they may not think that beyond that they can ask for anything. Uh, related to whatever they love, you know, and, and not be afraid to, to approach an artist and talk to them about it because you guys are open and and fun and it's a great way to make friends too. I'm an introvert and I don't really talk to people on social media or in the real world that much other than my family and a few core friends, but I have met so many awesome people through these various groups and it, it gave me a chance to, you know, expand my world too. 
thank you for that. Oh, lovely. No, it's been awesome to meet you. Like, um, like you say, the friendships you build and you check in with each other, see how you're doing. And no, it's a lovely community. So how did you actually find sketch cards? What was your first experience uh, finding one? What was, what was the first one? Um, I was on Instagram. I was following Candace Daly. Um, she put a, uh, actually started with collecting um, figures through like the sideshow kind of figures. I got one of Ray and I got one of Deadpool, two characters I liked. So I joined their group and uh, one person randomly posted a, it was an art piece, uh, not a sketch, but uh, a drawing by Candace Daly with Ray and Kylo. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. So I reached out to her, found out she had a little, had a little shop. So I bought that print and uh, started following her art. And then uh, that kind of led to, um, there's a card, not a card, but a kind of close, I wonder what you call it, Gabe's Cape um, on uh, YouTube. I, followed, I started following them and they did card giveaways. And I'm like, oh, this is neat. And I won one like the first or second week that I followed them. And uh, that's really amazing. And then I saw Candace posted a sketch card she did for Star Wars. And I was like, what are these, you know? So I started, found out that about the Star Wars card collectors uh, community page. And I joined that and I started going through the post and I was like, there's just so much cool stuff here. So just one little thing led to another, and here we are. That's really. I I didn't I I've I've heard Gabe's Cave being mentioned around about quite a bit. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't realize it was a YouTube channel. I, I've heard of the giveaways and things, but I I knew absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, it's actually a really great story they have there. Um, it's all centered around um, Marty Ross and son Gabe. Um, so it started with their little <clears throat> excuse me, community and they start talking about videos and comic books and movies and they do stuff with the artists and, and artist spotlights every week and give artists opportunities to design cards that they give away. So it's a great way to introduce artists to um, collectors like myself. And they talk about the social media so you can follow them on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And it's just a great way to build the whole community. So that was a, I'll go back to one point you made earlier that uh, you can ask artists to do other things also like lesser known licenses and things like that. Um, that's, that's actually an excellent point. You know, TV shows or movies or books or something that nobody else has heard of. Do you collect any of those lesser known things? I do. Um, sometimes I'll, see something that an artist has put out there. I love, love the style. And I'll think back, you know, first comic books that I really got into back in 1980 oh, something uh, was Gr Grindel by Matt Wagner. And, you know, there hasn't a whole lot of material on that. And, you know, there was one series that came out a few years ago, but I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have some cards with that. Um, so I've had a couple artists now um, do some designs for me and I've got, I think, Two sketch cards and sketch covers as well um, by, by a couple artists. And uh, The Crow, love The Crow. 
So I have a mashup of Dark Ray and the Crow that uh, Lindsay did. And uh, got another card that I got from um, Bink Gaskin, I believe it was. Um, really fabulous artist, too. And so it's just collecting different things from comic books or movies. Uh, those are just sort of a side thing I do. I'm not really obsessed with that. So it's not the core of my collection, but every once in a while, it's just kind of nice to have something different and fun. And knowing that people can do that, because I have no artistic ability myself, it's, it's really, really, really cool. Do you have um, a favorite uh, like media that you like to collect, or will you collect anything that speaks to you? Um, really anything. anything do you like black me. and white cards as well? Do you like sketches? Do you like... Uh, uh, you know, well, painted ones, or um, there are some who actually do a 3D cards a little bit, I think. Th those are little, I think there are only a few people who do that, but are you really drawn by by particular uh, uh, characters, or do you like, or, or does it just need to speak to you? Well, really still for me, it's, it's the Dark Ray obsession. Yes. That, that's my key thing. Um, I think I'm getting pretty close to feeling complete with that, aside from maybe every once in a while, if, if there's an artist that's been really spectacular or a different style. Um, I love a lot of the painting cards. Uh, I've seen some really cool just pencil sketches also that are amazing. So I'm not limited to a certain type, I would say. Um, every artist has their own unique things they do, and a lot of them just speak to me, and I'm like, you know, that's really cool. I just love to have a piece by them. How do you store your collections? Do you have them on display? Do you, do you have folders? <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of room uh, for displays. I have a cabinet where I keep all of my precious collectibles. We have a, the six-year-old now, as of yesterday, running around. So I don't want little busy hands getting a hold of them. Um, at some point in time, we hope to be able to have some space to actually display them properly. But right now, they're stored in a very contained area. Uh, make sure they stay safe. No, my, my nephew used to stand outside my display cabinet. Can I play with them? No. <laughs> they are toys, but no, you're not playing with them. <laughs> what, do you think there's a, that uh, the sketch cards are sustainable? Do you think there's a future for them? Would you keep collecting them? I would. Uh, I have my own fears because of, you know, the advances with technology and digital art and all that, that, uh, a lot of artists may change the methods they use to create art just as the world changes. Um, there will always be a place for me with a, something physical that I can hold in my hand that I know is made by hand by somebody. That is, I think that's kind of special. So I, I hope it, it's sustainable and it continues. It's, just, it's pretty amazing. That's a really interesting point. Do you know anything about NFTs and... Uh you know, how it applies to art and stuff like that. The two of us, have done a whole, please go ahead. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of research into that. Um, I know some people, especially um, younger generation are really getting into that. Um, but for me, it's just still physical is much more important. I, agree. I mean, I, I was always confused by, I mean, obviously each to their own, but I, I was always really confused when somebody would commission a digital portrait and it was an exact copy of the photo. Because I'm a bit like, you already have that. 
that already exists. So I, but I understand when you do it and you add different things into it. But a straight copy, that always confused me. I mean, maybe different people see different things in it that I'm not seeing. I don't know. But, yeah, I like the physical. And that you can see, that, you know, all the marks the artist made and maybe even little mistakes here and there. But It's yeah. the mistakes that make it even better, actually. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you very often. It's the mistakes. Happy little accidents. Happy little accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think I don't think the art and collecting world would be as special if everything was just a pure copy of everything else, you know. The, the it, unique little things you guys do is, are amazing. It, it kind I, of, I say that a lot. <laughs> it 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 um it loses its appeal, I find, when you see copy after copy after copy. When it's like, mind you, you know, when you work on a set, as we've already mentioned in previous episodes. You know, it's what required is sometimes required of us to do absolute copies. We don't really have a choice about that. But when it's on your own, well, then you can kind of, you know, let yourself go a little bit and play with it and things. And that's what makes it, I find, interesting. And to see all the different styles and sketches. Do you show your sketches online? Your your collection, I should say? Yeah, uh, everything's posted to the various uh, card groups that I belong to. Um, Usually, kind of posted specifically where the artist um, is most active, as well as uh, if it's anything Star Wars related, it always goes back to the, the core group, also. So that's really your your uh, driving force. It's collecting the Star Wars cards right now. I would say it's the driving force. It, it really leads me to all the, all the other uh, artists that I've met and interact with. Interesting. What is your favorite, um, what other passions do you have outside of um, Star Wars? Other passions, I enjoy building Legos. Uh, I, do, I do a lot of the Star Wars Legos. Uh, mostly, I, there's a couple that I do for myself that I keep in a safe place. And there's other ones that I will build and spend, I spend a build, month building the giant at at um, wow. And uh, I kept that safe and secure for about four weeks and set up a diorama for the uh, five-year-old at the time. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Luke Skywalker and uh, the Rebellion took down the ad at <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that must have been, did you take pictures of, the, of your Lego buildings? I do. I do. And uh, I post those to... Uh, some of the sister groups that I belong to for the Star Wars group. Uh, would love to see some of those. <laughs> I love Atats. I didn't even know you could get a massive Lego Atat. <laughs> I would be building that. <laughs> the best thing about it is when it got destroyed and, and fell, it felt almost exactly like an episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> fell straight down, legs bent, head down to the ground. <laughs> oh. One thing I've always wanted to do on a Star Wars set, you've just reminded me, I wanted to do like um, kind of a set of three, you know, where it's going down and then split. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to do that at first because uh, the contracts strictly state no comedy cards, but I don't think they mean that. I think they mean adding your own jokes in. Yeah. So I'm yeah. able to get away with a. <laughs> I think you could do that. I really do. As long as there's no, uh, you know, as you just said, as long as it's not a joke, you know, I think you could do fun, it. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of, of drawing um, 
the vehicles and droids and things. I'm, I'm all portraits, faces and that. I mean, I'll, I'll, have it, I'll give it a go, but there's just other people who can do that miles better than me. So. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that actually would be fun. So how many Lego kits have you made? Uh, let's see. As far as the bigger scale ones, probably about three or four. Uh, mostly Star Wars. Which ones did you do aside from the ATAT? I uh, did the Slave One. Uh, sorry, Boba Fett Starship. Oh my God, that must be awesome. Then I have uh, the Tanif Four from Episode Four, you know, Princess Leia Starship. Um, I've done a few Avengers Starships as well. Uh, I've built quite a few small at ads, and uh, I think we did one Millennium Falcon that didn't last too long. But a lot of small sets, uh, Jurassic Park sets. Um, just one, anything that was really fun, especially the smaller ones for for the, for the grandsons to, to play with. My and God, that's not short my <laughs> Lego is awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. I really love the Lego stuff. It's 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 amazing. Along with the games, it's, it's the only video game I'll play. Oh, the Star Wars Lego video games are are a lot of fun too. Playing two player with with little one um, is definitely a joy. So other than collecting and, and Legos, I'd say most, most of my time is spent uh, with the grandson, playing with him and interacting mm -hmm. with him. And it brings joy to my life. So, Oh, that's cool. Do you, do you collect books at all? For some uh, not so much. I, I, I used to uh, collect quite a few books. And then I went digital for a little while. And finding time now is just a big thing. I don't get time to read anymore. I used to enjoy graphic novels, but I just, I don't get time to sit and look at them. No, that's a, that's a terrible shame. The, um, when it comes to the, the major tr trading card sets, you obviously collect a lot of Star Wars. Um, what would, if, if ever a, a trading card company was listening to this podcast uh, for you as a collector, what would you like to tell the, uh, the card companies? Well, the big thing I've learned from interacting with artists and stuff is keep things on the right timeline. <laughs> you know, put the releases out because I understand you guys don't get paid until they actually release um, these things. Or a lot of companies now are, are really good about staying on time and taking care of the artists. Um, Tops in the past it seemed more focused on the business than, than taking care of the people behind the business, if you understand that. And so um, I'd like them to, you know, Think about the people involved and, and treat them appropriately and try to stay on. Uh, don't put unrealistic expectations out there for the collectors that these are going to release in 2020 and it's, you know, half a quarter of the way through 21 before we even see anything. It kind of uh, you know, gets very frustrating for a lot of the collectors. Is it difficult for you to find uh, the boxes that you look for? Do you buy uh, boxes or individual? Is it hard for you to get them? If I could find them, I would probably buy them um, more. I, I don't really like to do the online sales. If I find one in a comic book store or, you know, a Target or a Walmart, I'll pick it up. I've only found one box in the last, like, year um, that was sitting on the shelf was the Mandalorian one. And I bought it, but really, for me, it's the sketch cards are, are the most important thing. And if I can go directly to an artist and commission something that I know I'm going to love instead of taking the gamble, <laughs> it, it works better for me. That's a, that's a point that has come up a few times that people, um, 
some people like the gamble and some people don't. It seems to be a bit of a hot topic issue for, for collectors. What, yeah, what's absolutely. Your... For sure. Especially for me, since I'm so particular about what I really love with Star Wars and Dark Ray, there aren't that many sketch cards out there in the pack that I'm going to find. So for me, it's a huge gamble to try to find something like that rather than waiting for somebody to post it on eBay or post it to the group if they, if they, if they find it in a pack and don't want it. Uh, or commissioning something that I know I'm going to love. That's the problem with Dark Ray, isn't it? I mean, there's so few references for her that you can actually use on the sets that, you know, and, and a lot of the references are quite grainy and fuzzy. So it, I, I should think it will be quite rare to get a to get a Dark Ray in a pack, to be fair. Yeah. What, what else... Um... What else do you really enjoy? Like when you get a when you get a box, you, of course you you hope to have a sketch card. But what else do you like that is unusual in those sets? Like the add-ons and things like that. What what do you enjoy? Do you like the medallions or autographs, yeah. anything like that? Uh, autographs, I'm not huge into. I mean, they're kind of cool, and I I do have a few of them uh, sitting around. So they're just fun to have. Um, I like the stickers and the patches, or um, I think there was like little pins and the ones with a Grogu pin or from the Mandalorian. So one of those days, um, passed it on to the grandson, you know, those kind of things are kind of fun to do when he, when he doesn't destroy things. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah. You do like the pins, eh? And the stickers. Do you use the stickers or do you keep them as they are? I keep them um, in the past when I, you know, way back when, when I find have things like that from other, you know, it wasn't always Star Wars, but I would pass them on to my kids, you know, if they were something that we shared that we loved. Um, grandson absolutely loves Star Wars. So I, I foresee as time passes on, you know, giving those to him and let, let, yeah. let him enjoy them as much as I do. So it's mm, lovely. I have heard like, it's like what you were saying about uh, finding the, the packs out in the wild. I've heard that, you know, that there's, there's been people fighting over them. And, you know, since it's become more of an investment than just a collector hobby, you obviously get everybody going down to the shop, trying to buy as many as they can to hopefully get something that's worth a lot. Um, I, but you only discovered the, the sketch cards in, did you say 2019? Uh, 2020, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah, so you probably haven't noticed how that's changed over time. I don't know if you used to notice more of them on the shelves or not. Um, from my understanding, from talking with the other collectors, it's a, it's scarce now to find them. You, know, you used to be able to find them more often in the comic stores or in the, the big box stores. But now it's just like the sports collectors. They suck those things up as soon as they come in. And, you know, as you see things on eBay for crazy prices, just, people that's so really crazy harder for the collector well it's such a shame really because you, you think primarily um the collecting it's aimed at children as well isn't it and they're, they're just not going to be able to get hold of them now at no. all <laughs> no uh, prices no, like back that. In the, please yeah, go back in the 70s and 80s i could go into the store and you know pick up a single pack of star wars cars and those were it was like so much fun back then but now it's not for kids anymore mm. 
do you still see single packs in the US? You know, instead of the tins and you know the odd the odd Not, single pack because a kid would be able to afford one of those, wouldn't they? I see those for some of the Marvel cards, um, Pokemon, those kind of things, but or sports, but not for Star Wars. Mm. I gotta say, here in Canada, for the stores that I go to, um, you'll you'll see Pokemon a lot. Maybe once or twice, I've seen some Marvel, but I've never seen any packs of Star Wars at all ever. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I used to see them years and years and years ago, but not not recently. That's such a shame. It's cutting out the kids again, you know, like you just said. Because, I mean, a box, if it's going for, like, uh, you know, ridiculous amounts of money, no kid is ever going to be able to buy that. And in one pack, if you get only three or four cards, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and there were baseball cards or something like that. I think I spent a, a couple of months collecting those because I thought it was what you had to do when you were a kid. And But at least you'd get, like, I don't know, eight or nine cards or something in a pack. So, you know, you could actually build something. But I used to love a sticker book when I was little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the sticker. And you get that, that little stick of bubble of gum also in the cards and the card packs. Oh, yeah. It tasted so awful. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you ate it, why you chew, chew it, of course, because it tastes so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you see going forward for you? I kind of asked this question, but I would like to kind of pick you a little bit more on that. For yeah. your collection. A new obsession. Yeah, do you think I, you're going to ever like, that. you know, go out from Star Wars a little bit? I think it's still going to be Star Wars related. Uh, there's a few other characters that I enjoy and now I can't go after probe droids because somebody has cornered the market on that one. But uh, <laughs> I do love probe but, uh, droids. To be fair, they are cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking uh, once I hit the the hundred mark with Dark Ray, uh, like I said, unless something really spectacular or a fabulous artist has something that looks fun or interesting or different, I'm probably going to close the books on that one for a bit, and. Uh, Give a little bit of thought and see what I go after. It may not be Star Wars, but it probably will be. We'll at, have to at, wait and see. At ats in hats. <laughs> I love it. At ats in hats. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I would love that. I would love a collection of ats and different hats, sunglasses. And <laughs> do, do you think you're going to be watching the um, the Obi Wan series? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Every Star Wars series, every Star Wars movie, every I I missed all the animated shows like Rebels. Um, I just completely missed them in my life. But uh, with, with the grandson, when we got Disney Plus, started watching them, and uh, he got me into them. So now I've seen just about everything that has been made as far as Star Wars goes. That will continue. So let me ask you a question here. It's not really sketch card related, but I gotta know. Um, what did you think of the movies um, Rogue One and Han Solo? I will freely admit right now, I love those movies. I really, really do. But like everybody I talk to, they're like, oh, it's garbage, blah. What do you think of them? I love them. Solo um, movie wasn't as special to me as 
as the rest of them, but I did love it. Um, it opened up, uh, you know, that it gave us some backstory on Han Solo, who's an awesome character from way back when. Uh, the, I think it was done very well. I mean, it wasn't like best movie ever, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it introduced new characters for Star Wars and new possibilities for Star Wars. And that's the biggest thing for me with any of these movies or shows is you're opening up the story to other people. You open up the universe to other people, galaxy, universe, whatever. And uh, it gives more opportunities for future stories, future characters. Um, you know, a three-second character in episode nine that I, that I am now obsessed with, you know, I want everybody else to have that, that opportunity to find some character that, that connects to them. And if we don't have all these movies and shows and animated specials or whatever, you're not going to have that. Uh, Rogue One, I absolutely loved that movie. Um, that was amazing. And just key elements of it and the characters, that was that was amazing. I mean, you, you had the display, you had Vader, you had all these new characters that were just incredible. And it's kind of a sad story, actually. <laughs> I cried at the end. Story. I won't lie, I cried at the end. Um, but, you know, it's like the people that don't like episodes seven, eight, and nine, I'm like, I'm, that's okay. It doesn't hurt my feelings that you don't like something that I love. And could it have been done better or different? Quite possibly. But for what it is, I love it. It brought a whole new storyline. It brought great characters. Um, and the technology is amazing. So it's just awesome to see the, the various scenes of the spaceships and, and lightsaber battles and things like that. So for me, it, it was amazing. And if they go back and change it, so be it. I'm okay with that too. You know, I did like with the um, the recent movies how they brought a bit of the mood of the originals back because, like with the prequels, it was it was a completely different thing, wasn't it? A completely different feeling and energy. And and with the recent ones, they've kind of kept kept the scene changes like how they used to be. And I, I do like that bit of a trip down memory lane and a, a, f- yeah, a familiar I mean, feeling kind of. Hmm. And for me, you know, like I said, this was a tradition for us. You know, we went to opening day in 77 for the first movie. And we did that for the, fir- for the first three with, with my family growing up. And then I had my little ones for the next three movies. So we did that too. So, and then done the same thing for the last three movies. Uh, so it's, it's part of our tradition. And I even adopted that here to my work where we do movie events. We went and saw um, the last three movies as a group and with families as well. So it's it's part of the world now. Star Wars is a part of, you know, so many different things. It's part of the culture. And, but, you know, there's bits and pieces. Take what you like. You know, if you don't like parts of it, so be it. That's fine. It's kind of scary when you think about it, where you have, well, it's been like that throughout all of human history, I guess, but you have these uh, ideas, movies, you know, that become integrated, whether you like it or not, they become integrated into, into the culture, you know, and you even see it reflected in the politics of the world on occasion, you know, in a light manner. It's kind of scary and you kind of think, hmm, you know, maybe we should be careful what we, what we invent. And what... <laughs> but yeah, so what do you think of uh, the new Lord of the Rings series that's going to be coming up? I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. I read the books growing up, you know, saw the old animated shows way back in the day, um, saw all the movies when they came out, The Hobbit and, and the trilogy. And now the characters look amazing. The 
the people they got doing the actors, the everything looks really cool. I'm look, really looking forward to this one. So am I actually. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you might like to, um, that we haven't really touched on that you would like to let other collectors know about cards? You're, you're relatively new. Well, no, you're not relatively new. You are new to collecting. <laughs> so what would you say to I'm, me? I may be new, but biggest thing is, because you see the post, oh, I love somebody who could do this, or I love somebody who could do this, or can an artist do this? Don't be afraid to reach out to the artist. You know, don't be afraid to, you know, if you're on their Facebook page, say, hey, can I send you a, a message and send them a message? And there's so many people that are open to ideas, but I think it can be intimidating for a person that's new to the game, you know, you know especially if you're not really a social person to reach out. But no, I'd say to everybody, don't be afraid to reach out to the artist, to the, the comic book artist, to the, you know, whatever it is that's your passion and talk to them. And... 99% of the time, positive. Um, really whether, whether it's just you start a conversation, um, you make a friend, and if, if they can do it, they'll do something for you. I mean, it may, some artists, may, you might have to wait a little while until they're free to do it, and that's fine. But don't be afraid to actually reach out to the real people behind the art and ask questions and find out what they can do. The amount of people who've got in touch with me and they've said, um, this is going to sound weird. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. Whatever you've got in your, in your head, just let me know and we'll see if we can do it. You know, don't, don't worry. You know, they've got their own things and they like to bring little personal bits of it into it that other people just wouldn't understand. So, yeah, just be brave and ask us. We're all, we're all here to work for you. So... <laughs> This Those is an really amazing community of artists and collectors, and the friendships that you make here, you know, are incredible. And uh, they're very supportive of things going on in the real world outside of the art too. And I think that's important that you know we keep in mind that all these real people that are involved in the collection of and the hobbies and um, the artists as well. We look after each other, don't we? <laughs> It is a scary world out there and it's kind of nice to have people that are kind of got your back a little bit and, and you, to have something that's pleasant to, to, uh, to, you know, when you're in your free time to kind of take your mind off stuff sometimes. Um, I really, really, I have no more questions for you. I got to say, Lindsay, do you have any more questions? I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, from the collector's side, unless there's anything else you'd like to tell us? Is there anything we haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about? I don't believe so right now. Um, okay. Done a good job then. <laughs> I'd like to say one more thing. As, as an introvert who, especially through COVID times, has not interacted with very many people, um, I'd like to thank you for inviting me to join you and taking me outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how many of us are actually introverts as well. Um, uh, 
I'm raising my hands right here, you know. Well, I can sympathize with you, Matt. Um, I've, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to do it and taking myself outside of my own comfort zone. So I, I do understand you very, very much for that. And Lindsay is just laughing at both of us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I really, really appreciate, we both really appreciate you coming on the podcast to discuss, uh, to discuss your uh, problem with uh, collecting. Um, over the past few years, I've discovered there are a lot of people who have a problem collecting. <laughs> and that's a good thing for us artists, actually. Um, where can people find you if you want them to find you and see your collections? Don't have very many social medias. Um, don't post too much to Instagram. So if you could, if you search for me through any of the card groups, uh, sketch card fanatics or um, Star Wars card collector groups, Star Wars After Hours, uh, or the Artist Alley sister group for Star Wars card collectors, you can find me. Okay, great. Search, search, for, tell to search, for, search, for, search for Dark Ray and I'll pop up. <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you so much matt this has really been a pleasure it has thank you for really overcoming your fears and coming to talk to us today it's been awesome to meet you finally very nice very nice to meet you guys too it is really well, nice you. to meet the people who collect what we do and and to learn from you all and and to hear your side of things a little bit you know we don't often get to especially when it's not just words words on a screen they don't give the same feeling as uh, as talking to people face to face it's not the same at all thank you so much matt we we'll hope to meet you again thank you Thanks, matt bye, bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketch Cards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash IngridKV.Hardy. This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, become a patron at patreon.com slash Ingrid Hardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at InPenciled on Twitter or on Instagram where we are at The Penciled Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.